Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. How is big data being used to help find solutions to disease? Today, meet the man who was 30 when he started Engine Bioscience without a background in biotech and who tells me today he's looking at progress in what his firm could possibly bring to the field of liver cancer. We are collaborating with The Peak magazine featuring voices from their next-gen leaders series. Today, meet Jeffrey Liu, the CEO of Engine Biosciences. The company raised $10 million in funding back in 2018. Today, we want to hear what progress their platform has made with accelerating drug discovery. We're also going to learn about other projects in their pipeline. First up, Jeffrey, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Michelle. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good to hear from you. All right. Maybe we could start by helping the listener understand what Engine Bioscience does and how it uses big data in the discovery for drugs. Sure. You know, Engine Bio is really focused on being a better drug discovery company using a, an advanced technology platform that makes the process of designing and developing precision medicines faster, more accurate, and ultimately uh, more effective. So that, that's really what our aim is. And you know, we have a, a unique approach that combines the use of artificial intelligence and big data uh, to allow us to analyze biology much more extensively than was previously possible, uh, which is very important given its complexity, and an experimental system, so this is basically the lab, that works at a very large scale. So we can do hundreds of thousands of independent experiments uh, in short, uh, short time frames, and that allows us to generate a lot of uh, data as well to test what is ultimately going to be the best treatment uh, possibility for, for patients. Uh, we do this and we have an advantage because we were spun out from uh, great universities like MIT, mm. uh, Harvard, the Mayo Clinic, and UCSD uh, a couple years back. And that gives us real novel technologies uh, that we've licensed and have since been developing uniquely in the engine uh, platform. Okay, speaking of your platform, I understand when it comes to cracking the code uh, for drugs that are going to be efficient at targeting disease, you have uh, something called CombiGem that's patented. Is that a process? That's right. It's essentially a, it's partly a process and it's partly um, uh, the way we do the experiments. It's actually partly some novel, uh, I would say some novel laboratory um, systems that we've since uh, built on top of that. So maybe in a a nutshell, I can kind of describe why we need a tool like this. So CombiGen basically allows us to use something called CRISPR uh, Mm -hmm. gene editing. That's what uh, the recent Nobel Prize winner got uh, awarded for. Mm. Uh, So we use CRISPR gene editing uh, to target specific genes and proteins inside cells to see which one is most implicated in, uh, for example, in cancer, the progression of uh, uh, the growth of cancer cells or the death of cancer cells. Importantly, and I can describe in a little more detail in a little bit, we know that it's not just a single gene amongst the 20,000 genes in in any single cancer cell that is causing uh, the the disease to happen. It's actually multiple genes that are acting in a specific relationship. Mm. So when you do these CRISPR experiments, you want to actually be testing one gene Two, uh, one gene at a time, but also testing two genes and three genes, et cetera, to be seeing 
what is actually the relationship? What's the critical factors, not just on a single gene basis, but on a multiple gene basis that's causing the disease? And so Combigen was invented basically to allow us to deploy CRISPR to do combinatorial uh, genetic editing and get to those answers in a, in a quicker fashion. Okay, we're going to cover what the firm is seeing in terms of success in the field of liver cancer in just a while. But a bit more background, perhaps, for the listener. Um, you're, you're also involved in something called network biomedicine, and I understand that looks at the combination of biological experimentation and computation and really could be the next thing that helps us discover small molecular targeted drugs. Can you tell us more about network biomedicine and engines biosciences' uh, use of it? Sure, yeah. So there's um, two things that are happening really that are exciting in the industry right now that we plug into. So the first thing is really uh, the increasing intersection of technology, computation, AI, with large-scale experimental tools like Combigem, as I described. Uh, and that allows us to essentially get to, get to our answers in a faster and more uh, accurate fashion. Now, when it's kind of, the other thing that we're playing into is uh, there's been a very clear recognition that you know, we need to be moving towards uh, more precise medicine, so hence the precision medicine trend I can talk about. Essentially what that allows us to do is basically, instead of kind of using old approaches like chemotherapy, which is kind of like dropping an atomic bomb mm. uh, to, to go after a very, you know, a very, like let's say a building in a city, mm-hmm. we're now kind of designing, uh, you know, for the analogy, kind of smart bombs that can directly be targeted to what we want to hit, and that is predicted by the genes, uh, that are that are kind of the genetic profile of our patients. So what? So Engine basically uh, deploys network biology to identify what are the specific things that we want to target with those smart bombs, and how do we actually do that? Uh, how do we analyze the, the the biological and gene networks of patients to predict, based on those profiles, whether a drug is going to be effective or not? So all that kind of revolves around this concept of understanding uh, gene networks and relationships. And I think the other analogy I'll just mention here, this is really, this is really like thinking of you know, the 20,000 genes and all the different interactions that they have you know, being kind of like a social network and how society works. You know, many times something happens not because of an individual. Um, it's, it's really a critical unit of you know, two people, like a married couple or a partnership or three people or four people. So all this happens in a network fashion, hence we look at um, we look at analyzing and probing networks to really get at the better answers that we really haven't been designing drugs against uh, in the vast history of drug discovery. Fascinating. Now, your firm is interested in the field of neurodegeneration, ALS, Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. uh, for instance. But what sort of progress are you seeing in finding solutions in the field of cancer? Yeah, so in, so in cancer, we're really excited about uh, a number of programs in our pipeline. One of our first programs that we focused on was uh, hunting for a better precision medicine for liver cancer, which to date has been uh, you know, a huge problem, and there really isn't any other approved precision medicine for liver cancer to date. Many people are still treated with chemotherapy and the like. So we have now used our approach successfully to identify uh, a novel uh, biological target, uh, and we're developing a specific um, targeted therapy against that target. Uh, so this would be a novel precision medicine that based on, the, based on our analysis of, the, of uh, large sets of patients of genetic mutations, we believe this can treat 
uh, tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of patients that carry these genetic mutations um, in liver cancer, certainly. Uh, but we also have data that, uh, and validation to show that this therapy that we are developing uh, can also be used in ovarian cancer and colorectal cancer for patients that carry this genetic mutation. So we're very excited about that. Uh, it's in the preclinical stage of development, and we're heading fast towards trying to bring that towards clinical trials. That's exciting. Are you on track for 2021, 2022 for that? Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's a little, I, I think we're certainly kind of putting as much uh, effort as we can to accelerate that. Uh, it's hard to say exactly what the time is going to be, but certainly within the next couple of years, we, we have an ambition to have, uh, you know, have programs in, in the clinic. You were 30 when you started Engine Bioscience. Um, why a bioscience company, Jeffrey? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, my, you know, uh, personally, I've always been in, interested in finding solutions to big problems. And clearly, you know, disease and cancer are not only big problems for society, they're kind of person, problems that we probably all, all, many of us will personally face either ourselves or with uh, family members. And I, I'm, I'm one of those people as well. So, you know, I really got inspired by, uh, to enter this field partly by kind of uh, you know, family brushes with cancer and understanding kind of the, the, you know, the, the, what we call the unmet needs, the, the, the lack of options that you know, we need to find solutions for. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect that I'm personally really interested in is, is the fact that we are at a game-changing moment where we now have new technologies and massive amounts of data and computational power to actually get at our, our answers in a much more efficient fashion than traditionally possible. And so for me, it just felt like the right time to be trying to find solutions for, for, for this problem. So it sounds like the family is very much involved. Uh, your, your dad, I understand, has contributed when it comes to entrepreneurship. Can you talk a little about his role? Yeah, so he's a, um, the, a, a serial, I would say a, a longstanding entrepreneur in the semiconductor space um, in, across the U.S. and Taiwan in particular. Uh, and you know he's he's an engineer by training, and I think what you know from the very early days, what he's always taught me, and what I've kind of taken away is that you know as an engineer, it's always about defining a problem, but also being very systematic about developing a solution for that. Mm. And uh, you know as an entrepreneur, he's he's had tremendous tenacity, and I've seen kind of the uh, you know the hard work that goes into so that goes into this. Uh, and and even in his, for example, in his late 60s, he's, he's still hard at work and still inventing and developing new products that are that are actually also working in uh, the hardware side of AI and 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 some related um, some some broadly related domains that I've been talking about. So your brother is an associate professor in MIT. What has he brought to the business? Yeah, he is. He's a he's, he's a he's really one of the world's pioneers actually in the field of synthetic biology. And also using computational systems biology, so he actually invent he, he and his lab at MIT actually invented the CombiGem technology I was talking about earlier. Mm. Um, so you know that's huge contribution in, in that in that regard. Uh, and you know, and as a co-founder of the company and as a board director, I mean, he's just uh, continues to be deeply involved as and help us think about applying the technology, but also using it to uh, be um, a core part of building our business. So he has spun off from his lab. Uh, several companies that have raised, I think, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know what the kind of exact how maybe maybe a billion dollars of ca- investor capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of the companies are now listed on the Nasdaq and the New York Stock Exchange. So, you know, he's seen kind of the the path that companies have to go through when they you know take a technology early on and actually deploy it and 
uh, get, get drugs that enter the clinic with it. And that's really been very valuable for us. And if we can switch gears just a little to have a look at your leadership philosophy, your CEO of Engine Biosciences, but I'm sure, um, you know, with most businesses, it's the team's successes that push the business forward. What part does teamwork play, in your opinion, in building a business that's sustainable? Yeah, I think teamwork is everything and, you know, in, in, in every domain, but especially in something that's as complex uh, and, and novel as ours. So you think about what we're doing. We need domain experts in AI, in drug discovery, in cancer, in CRISPR gene editing. So as a, as a result of that, you need to have the right uh, people with the right skills and bring them together and align them around a common vision. And each each person has to, uh, has to ultimately recognize the indispensable value that the other people bring um, that we don't have, that each of us individually don't have. And, you know, I, I'm very cognizant coming into this that I'm certainly not a domain expert in in many or of any of those areas. And so I focus really on, number one, defining what we're trying to do and what's our mission. Number two, what kind of skills do we, and people do we need to get there? And number three, just find the best and smartest people we can for each of those roles. And then number four, make sure they're you know, all energized and you know, aligned around the central goals that we have as a company. Fascinating. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, Jeffrey. Great getting to know you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the opportunity. He's Jeffrey Liu, CEO of Engine Biosciences. Here on Influence, we're collaborating with the Peak Magazine for this very special series. Jeffrey is part of the Peak Magazine's Next Gen Leaders series. You've been listening to Influence. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.